Swamp Fiends. Swamp Fiends. Episode three. Get these boys hype, Jimmy. Yeah, we're doing <laughs> it. <laughs> That's it? That's it. That's all I got. Let's get That's into it. Got. All right, today we're fucking sliding down to the sawgrass. We're about to hop in the mall and go to the, the Build-A-Bear. <laughs> going to Build-A-Bear workshop. I'm about to pick everything off the shelves, throw it in the bag. You know? <laughs> no, I don't know. You don't know? I don't. Where, where are you going with this? I don't know. I thought it was kind of a... Oh, I get it. Yeah, I got you. I you get it? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Build-A-Bear workshop. And today we're yeah, building we're a keyword. We're picking out all our favorites. I, yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. That makes sense. Build a keyword? That sounds like a title. Yeah. Yeah, so today... What we're going to talk about is we're going to go through five categories, which we've discussed beforehand. And by beforehand, I mean like five seconds ago. Uh, the five categories are offense, defense, oh, fuck. Uh, movement, action economy, and X factor. So within those five categories, we're going to talk. Of, we're going to pick one ability that sort of falls into the category that if we were to design our perfect keyword, that is the ability that we would pick to sort of like permeate the uh, keyword. And the way I figured we'd do this, because like um, it, the, 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 this would be sort of a dialogue back and forth, because obviously like armor two is, is like good. Yeah. You know, like armor three is better than hard to wound, just like empirically. So yeah. if one of us says something that may be a little, a step too far, then we'll just, you know, we'll push back at each other and we're sort of, come to a common ground where we're not just uh, empirically saying what is the best stuff. We're saying uh, the goal is to say the thing that is best for us, the thing that we like personally. And the goal with this, the goal with this would be to hopefully in, in sort of evaluating what we, we favor and what our preferences is, we'll come to a point where maybe we start to reconsider other models in our faction or other models that we've sort of put to the side when we think about, well, actually, you know, I really value hard to wound or something. So maybe I should give this model a second chance. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. That's good. Sound, sound like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Sick. Let's All kick, right, man. Let's kick let's it off. off. Yeah. 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 So let's do offense first. I think that's All pretty right. easy. So <clears throat> the way I thought about this is, um, just to give some uh, some some examples first of what would be like a, a valid thing, because obviously more damage, more better, right? So you can't just say, I want more damage. Like an example of offense would be, do you want your damage in the triggers? Do you value crit strike? Do you value min three, you know, ab- above high damage tracks? Do you prefer high, high severes? Um, uh, do you prefer uh, – triggers that add extra damage or something i'm thinking like lucas mccabe right he, he he has like really low damage but he has these triggers that forces all these duels and he does extra damage through you know other flips yeah. oh, so we're talking about triggers too we're not just talking about like front of card abilities uh yeah it doesn't have to be that narrow it, oh, it just okay. has to be what you like prefer to see on a model and then you go like okay i like this beater right yeah so why don't you go first? Okay, so for offense, I think my favorite would have to be like Flurry or Onslaught. Flurry. Is it, on, is it Onslaught? 
So, so you basically like extra attacks, generating attacks. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. That's what I. That like. makes sense. Um, I think that's a fair pick. Yeah. Maybe not flurry, but onslaught for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so like onslaught availability, and maybe like suited onslaught is obviously maybe that's a little too good. Yeah. So just like on, probably just onslaught. All right. And why do you prefer that? Um, I just like having, I think just more, it's like extra, it's like free AP basically. That's, I just think it's one of the best. Anything like it gives you more AP basically, it gives you an extra AP basically. Yeah. Um, it also gets around, you know, like you can plank, you do plank damage and you're forcing more duels. So you're forcing, like, even if you don't get extra value with the extra attack you're forcing lower cards out you know that's important the one thing you're trading off though by taking like onslaught and such is that you're you're trading uh cute triggers you know you're you're trading like you know something that will push them or well yeah um that's true but i guess thinking as far as just thinking raw raw damage output as a neverborn player i just never have those things really that much uh-huh. I didn't really consider it that much. <laughs> just, just the more AP. If I can get an extra attack and then have an AP, and that allows me to have a different AP, I can do what I need to do with that AP I saved by getting an extra attack. Mm. I guess so is the, my mindset. So here's what I was thinking, and it might be too good because it might be too obvious. So what I was thinking is what I value in my offensive models is irreducible damage. Now, that's obviously very good, and it's only on like six models in the game. But I think it might be fair to say if I would take a model, if my options were something with a 3-4-6 damage track or something with a 2-3-4 irreducible damage track, I think I would take the irreducible model. Is that is that obvious? Hmm. No, maybe not. I think I would. I think I would take two, two, four irreducible over. I think I would go that far. You, th- you, yeah. So maybe it is a little obvious. Yeah. Two, two, four. Because that's. I, think I would take. I would take two, two, four instead of two, three, four, and still be happy. What about precise? Do you think that's like a, a fair? So, so precise is ignore armor, hard the, to wound, yeah. hard to kill. It ignores everything but the stones, basically. Yeah. And incorpore. It doesn't ignore incorporeal. So maybe that would be a fair comparison to say that I would prefer precise with a lower damage track, lower severe, yeah, um, but uh, lower damage. Mm-hmm. I'm also probably colored by Levy because he not only does he do, do irreducible, he swings at min four, which is just like fair. <laughs> yeah, if if I could keep one or the other, if I could keep the min four or if I could keep the irreducible, I would take the irreducible. Yeah, yeah. Makes more it's sense. just it's just leaving your opponent with no options after you hit them. Yeah, feels so good. <laughs> you see, you see like that uh, anime streaks go across their face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like oh, I can't stone. I can't. Yeah. Cheat. Ah, oh, I don't have the card. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's definitely good. Just not your opponent doesn't get the option. You can't really play around it in any way. You just have to kind of. Yeah. There's nothing you can bring to the table that says, ah, this will get around their irreducible damage. My my less obvious point is like triggers with damage. I don't know why. 
I really like models. I really like crit strike. I think it's awesome. I don't know if it's, I think it's, that's definitely just a personal taste thing because by its existence on a card, it means that your model usually does less damage because it has a lot, because it's sort of thinking about the inbuilt crit strike. Yeah. But I just personally really like it. I haven't really played around with crit strike on yeah. my own stuff. I've been critically struck, but <laughs> I haven't. That's when you fall head over heels. <laughs> you get critically struck. Yep. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about defense? Yeah. All right. You go first. I think this one is is probably the hardest one. I think it's defense. Because all right, so the examples of like what we could choose, you know, there's there's plenty of them. Like obviously, armor three or something is like off the table because like yeah. every every model would like armor. You know, you have your hard to wound, you have your hard to kill, you have serene countenance, maybe. Maybe that one's too OP. That one's, uh, that one's only on masters, really. Yeah, right. manipulative, maybe a more fair comparison. Yeah, or that's that lawyer ability to discard, put them on negatives. Yeah. Um, What's that called? Intimidating maybe, authority or something? Mm-hmm. Concealment cover generating abilities. Yeah. May even be considered. Um, so, yeah, I think. I think what I would go with, it's 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 oh it's between two, so I'll say the one that I think I would go with. I think I you think know what, what I would, I would like is in my my build a bear keyword. I've already strapped a, a sick tuxedo vest on him. Now I'm about to throw some uh, some denim on the bottom, and I'm gonna go with hard to kill. And the reason I really like hard to kill is because there is no, um. There's no like variance or like randomness around it. It it always just is what it is, and that it will always, almost always shave one AP off of the attacking model. Yeah. Like it's pretty reliable. There's very little things that that go around it. Obviously, there are the 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 problematic points you run into where they do the exact number of damage to get it to hard to kill. But it's something I really value on a scheme runner in like small models. And so if I'm, if I'm picking one defensive ability, I also kind of I, I like it on both because when it's on a small model, it means that they often cannot be like one charged shot. and killed. Yeah. Yeah. One shot. Like Archie walks up, flips a red joker. What's what ability is sa- on damage? What ability is saving you? It's not hard to wound. Hard to wound probably got you there in the first place. Yeah. Uh, hard to kill kind of could save you. And then if it's on your masters and stuff, you can you could play around with stones to often cheese out another attack out of them. Yeah. Stone. So that's my pick. What do you think? That's a good pick. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about hard to kill. Like, something I haven't really dealt with since I started playing. So. Hmm. No, I I've seen it a couple times, so I didn't think about hard. Well, to when I played the mix against you, that's like all hard to kill. Which, yeah, that is true. Yeah, that was. I've been re I've been rethinking about the Vix a lot more because I, a lot of the things I picked out of here kind of part of kind of are in that Vix keyword. Even though I consider them at the bottom, like hard to kill on a six stone scheme runner that can easily get out of melee. Maybe I should be thinking about that more. You know. Yeah. So what? So what are you thinking? Um, I'll go with terrifying terrifying really yeah i love terrifying explain yourself sir <laughs> it's just the best it's the best i fucking hate it <laughs> it's, it's just great 
Really? So, you know, you either take a, you're getting a card out of their hand to beat it or they're just losing an AP. So it just attacks their resources one way or another, whether it's their AP or their hand. Obviously, it's good. They have they have an ability called Ruthless, so it must be good. Yeah. Do you think? Hmm. Because like a lot of outcasts are talking about how we have no ruthless models, and it's just like I don't know, terrifying. I don't. It doesn't really change my game plan ever. So I don't really. I don't know. I don't value it that much because I, I feel like it doesn't change anything. If I flipped a low card on the terrifying duel, I was going to flip a low card on the attack duel anyway. I get it's a resource drain, you know, like maybe yeah. you'll flip a 13 on terrifying and then you flip a four on the attack duel. I don't it know. It might not I change think... your plan, but it, it can very easily change the results of your plan. That's fair. That's a so, good point. You could ruin all, you could have a, you know, a critical move and throwing terrifying in there could just make it, you know, way worse. Or if you, I mean, if you have to, if you flip that low attack and you, whatever, you have a card to cheat it, you're fine. But if you also have, if you have, if you only have that card or you maybe you need a two attacks or, and you have to use one of those cards you're planning to get that attack off to get through terrifying, it kind of makes your plan less sure. And also I don't have to flip a card to use my terrifying that's so true. when you go, you could use your your high you, the card you needed to land the attack, and I might just have a card to cheat in anyways for defense. Yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely a really skewy thing because when you're fighting terrifying, you think it's the best thing ever, and then when you're playing terrifying, you feel like it's garbage. I feel like it's the best thing ever when I play. Really? Yeah, I love that's it. That's awesome. Well, I mean, that's perfect for you then. I, yeah, I, I love terrifying. If you can, if you can wrap yourself in that warm blanket and say that I'm protected by terrifying all, all the time, then more power to you. Every time I play terrifying, I'm just sort of like. I mean, I know it's not going to work 100 percent of the time, but I just feel like it's enough to, you know. Yeah. Even when I play I against it, I feel like I can feel it both ways. I'm like, damn, like I have to get around this terrifying. I think that speaks pretty stark to like our different approaches. Yeah. I kind of like I picked I picked the safest I think probably defensive tech and you picked maybe the swingiest. Yeah. But uh, I can't say you're wrong. I mean like Huh. Let me tell you what my second was. My second was incorporeal. But I think incorporeal might be cheating because everything that has incorporeal has one less health. Yeah. So you know, if you're weighing it, if you have to take incorporeal and the one less health that exists on pretty much every incorporeal model, then maybe I value it a little less. And it also has the added benefit of, you know, ignoring all terrain and hazardous effects. Yeah. So maybe if I, if you drop bad effect on incorporeal, I, I still might even take it because it's always just the minus one down to zero. Armor may just be better at that point, though, because it's all damage instead of attacks. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Another pick I would pick is is probably like manipulative. Yeah, I value it's that's 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 very interesting that ruthless it gets both of those. It gets terrifying and manipulative. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I really like manipulative too. It's it's the number one defensive tech where your opponent goes, oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> when you say it has X, he goes, oh, it does. 
That right. even the I think it's intimidating authority, where it's like discard, basically discard for manipulative, for the minor. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good too. Basically, really almost like- all my picks are things that are they're gonna make like re- over the course of the game will reduce like my opponent's AP or increase my own. It's basically almost everything that I think of. Like how many how many attacks will fail because of this, or how many extra attacks will I get because of this? Do you think butterfly jump is too OP to be in this category? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think so. so too. I think it's I think it's a little like an X factor that doesn't really equate to all the hard twos. Why is Serene Countenance not called hard to hit? I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was thinking earlier. Was That's like, not a question. Yeah, hard to kill, you got hard to wound. Why is Serene Countenance not hard to hit? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. But not a question for me. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about what was the third one? Movement. Movement. You're first. All, All right. right. So I guess so examples of this would be pushes. We're, we're going to have to like start general and get specific on this one because this could yeah. be like, because it could just be like, I want move six models in my, my perf keyword. Or it could be like, I want leaps. Well, suited leaps? Do you want unsuited leaps? If it's unsuited, is that still what you're taking? Pushes? Um, like, do you want uh, a model can push itself? A model can be pushed by others? Uh, I don't know. We're going to sp- start really general. There's and a lot. Mo- yeah, movement, there's so many. Like, So now that... We're going to have to narrow this one down. I don't know. To find now I'm thinking, is there a keyword? Because what I would want more than almost more than anything else is basically something like incorporeal without the damage reduction. Is there a keyword that does that? Being able to just move through terrain and other models? Oh, uh, yeah. That's, um, that's what I like, want. Even if I like couldn't base get has the... It. Well, no, base can't move through terrain. He just ignores severe. Surely there's something, some ability, right? What I'm about forgetting. Uh, what the guy, Von Schill? What is, is it when he charges? Or when yeah, it's diving it? charge. Okay, so... So maybe it's too good. Well, I guess incorporeal. I would take an incorporeal without. Well, diving charge. Diving charge seems fair. On the. I guess so on the charge. Terrain way. The charge. Yeah. But sounds like model, you. Other models too. Oh, um, Jack Dahl has it. He has an ability that says he doesn't have incorporeal, but he ignores terrain when he moves through. It's called like Ghost of Malifaux. That's what oh, it is. There you go. So do you think that? Uh, okay. So like just that, ignores terrain. You can just. Because there's so many games where I feel like I'm, I don't know if it's just the few masters I've played, but I feel so jammed up sometimes. Yeah. Which is nice. By terrain or unpacking? Unpacking and terrain, depending yeah. depending on the board. It could be both, it could be one or the other. Unpacking is something you'll get better at, for sure. Um, I, I, uh, I think that's a pretty good choice. It's not the thing I would choose, because... The, with the current packet, I don't group, I don't bunch up that so, that much. But I definitely have played on boards where I'm like, if I didn't have incorporeal, an option for incorporeal here in like Terra, then I would be kind of screwed. And I definitely want to play base more. He's I mean, he's on my painting table, and the fact that he just can walk through all terrain seems like a pretty beneficial effect. Yeah, or, that's true. You know. Being able to be board agnostic is pretty pretty important. Oh, that's a good pick. I didn't think about that one. 
Because when I think, because when I I think of my movement effects, I like want something that is going to get me out of melee and score me points. That's like my thing. So I think what I would pick is suited leaps. See, see, like suited leaps and non-suited leaps are completely different, right? Yeah. So I think this one's a hard one to pick because, like neck, like if I could have necropunks in every keyword, I would because they have suited leaps. It requires like a six. It's like not even that hard. I think that's the perfect scheme runner because leaps can get you out of melee. They cover the most ground, so they're good at doing body schemes and stuff. I'm only realizing now that I'm picking a lot of my tech based off my scheme runner, like what I would want on a scheme runner, and I don't really care about my beaters, which may speak to my play style a little bit. Huh. Yeah. I mean... I don't know. Playing Neverborn, my beaters are like my scheme runners. It's kind of all like... Yeah. So like for me, it's just like, okay, I just want... It's all about actions. I need more actions because I don't have a a scheme... Like a scheme runner like that. Like I don't have four-point scheme runners or even five. Usually like I'm six-plus cost models. Sometimes even my like enforcers, my eight and nine enforcers are doing the work. See, that's definitely... um... So in two, that was a very popular play style where sort of like your cheap models sort of they move their AP up into the expensive models, right? They give them fast, they give them buffs. Mm -hmm. And then the expensive models go out, they do work. And then after they've done work, they score points, right? I think I almost always play where my cheap models are going to do the work uh, score-wise and my expensive models are going to do the work in running interference, in killing other models. I don't want my expensive models to have to be anywhere on the board. I want them to be as versatile as possible. So that's why I really like specificity in my cheap models, which I guess is why I'm like picking everything on what I specifically yeah. want for my cheap models. And that's the thing. I, I see you do that all the time, but I feel like when I play Dreamer or, or anything I've played thus far, I don't have that option really. I don't have those models yeah, you everything play you play that way. had this funnel style, like yeah, I can't Lucius, play. where you're obeying and funneling stuff up, mm-hmm. to Agent 46, Dreamer, where your scheme runners, like your cheat models are actually doing work, right? And uh, yeah, the big guys are, are have to do, you know, the, the things to score the points. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's strange. It just seems the only way I can, can get it done. Like if I just have, I don't, I don't know. That's why I kind of... Um, I want to eventually put together this um, these resers and give them a try and try to yeah. get a different experience of low cost models. I wonder if that's a scheme selection thing or if that's a faction thing. Do you think it's a faction thing? I don't know. I I'd be both. interested to hear from other Neverborn players too if they feel the Probably same. Probably based way. on the pool, or I don't know, because I guess I guess I always lean towards the same schemes in a pool anyway so maybe it is a scheme thing i'm biased because i've only played euripides in everborn who is very much what i'm saying where euripides and thune just are their job is to be absolute dickheads yeah you know they're they're throwing people in pillars they're going wherever the hell they want punching you for three and then the little guys they're doing they're teleporting to the pillars and flopping all over the place yeah and the little guys are um dope they're pretty cool yeah. yeah, I always thought I'm like, oh, you have no little guys in that thing until I played against. Like looking at the crew, you're like, oh, it's a bunch of big guys, like they're all a bunch of beaters. But like, 
Just because they're whatever forty mil or fifty mil guys, it's just yeah. they're all fifty mil or they're all fifty mil. Yeah, yeah. Some of them kind of die very easily. It's kind of funny. But I guess to sum up this point, do you think suited leaps is too OP for the choice? Probably. Okay. To ask for a suit, just have a leap whenever you want. I think if I think if it goes to non-suited leaps, then it's not my choice. I think I think because I think I would go to something like um, self pushes, where a model can push itself. So um, like battle tempo. Yeah, like yeah, you know, like battle. <laughs> it's all coming up, Vix, dude. Yo, I'm a Vix one trick now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> shit i mean they seem good i think they're good yeah, yeah they're they're versatile it's nothing on their card goes screams play me i think it's their biggest thing they look boring but when you play them they're not boring yeah but sometimes you, the, the just the sometimes the best things are not that you know yeah like but a, half the fun of minis games is is playing it on playing it while you're taking a shit like you know you're writing a list and you're like Ooh, what if i do this and i do this and then when I play Jimmy next time, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to use this combo, and he's not going to see it coming. Yeah, I never but with do the that. Vicks, there's none. Of, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that once in my life. You've never taken a shit and looked at um, in three E F. I've never done either of those things. What? Oh, uh, please, please, Swamp Fiends listeners, like tell me, like I don't know, relate to me or something. I don't. I don't know. I've never. I. N- in some games, I feel like, yes, like in, in the past, I've thought like, yeah, like I'll do this and then I can do this and this. But like, I don't know, like think of all all of the things I've picked so far. Yeah. Or any of them like, I don't know, whack, like fun or like, like wacky or I guess neither have you, but still. Yeah. It's like I'm not picking anything that's like, a, like, uh. I love Malifaux for the wacky shit though. That's like the best part. It's I like do too. All the, the character and the models and the, yeah. that it does this weird thing and it doppelganger steals the attack and then punches you because she's a dumb skin lady and like Thune throws you in the ice pillar. I don't know. That's the best part. You know what? I agree. In picking like my factions that I want to play, I, that's definitely kind of what I look at. Uh-huh. But then when it comes to like playing the game, it's like I start thinking more of like what's um i don't know like okay. mathematically like what i think is gonna like have an impact over the course of the game then you turn into a filthy try hard chad yeah something like that <laughs> ray ray can relate to me ray ray senpai please please tell me that you spend all day writing lists i know he does because in our nc chat he's always like i just thought of this perfect like combo and it's like you change like two models or something. And then because I know he spends he's he's like me and spends a lot of time in the app, like writing stuff out. Anyway, we're going long on this already. Yeah. So let's talk about the next thing. Um, so what's the next one? Action economy. All right. So examples of this would be um, I think flurry maybe falls into this category. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like everything I've picked is because of action economy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. So far, everything I've picked is it's just like, I want my, I want my, 
everything. I want my attacks ooh, ooh, to ooh, be better. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, let's change action economy to resource management. All right. Okay. That's a broader category a and I think better, it yeah. covers a little bit more. So within resource management, you can have card draw, card cycling, stone generation, um, attacking your opponent's stones, attacking your opponent's hand, um, all of those sort of things where you're either increasing your resources or depleting your opponent's resources. I think that's a more interesting category. Um, so for me, I know what it is because I have a very personal taste uh, colored by my faction and the master I played the most on this one. So my personal opinion for resource economy, the thing I want the most is plus flips to attacks. So I think it falls into this the resource economy because what it does is affect like lower stats and with plus flips. I'm not saying I want stat seven with plus flips because obviously that's two OP. But the plus flips, not only does it give you the value of the stat in terms of the card you're flipping, but more often than not, it'll it, get, it puts you in a situation where you're cheating second because you usually outflip your opponent. And they have the option that they can usually beat that attack uh, if they want to throw a severe on that. But usually at that point, I don't care. Um, if I have plus flips across my keyword, which is what Parker does, and it's one of the reasons why I really like him, uh, you're generally just outflipping your opponent, and you never have to throw a severe that's questionable. You know that part where you're like, Ooh, I guess I'm throwing a severe. Please don't beat it. Please don't beat it. Please don't beat it. Yeah, yeah. And you're never in that situation because you're usually outflipping them. Uh, if they throw a severe on it, great. Not only did I take a severe out of your hand, I also probably had a pretty decent card, like a 10 that was in my duel. And I probably also had a low card that was in the duel, like a five. So I've attacked your hand a little bit. I've attacked, you know, like weeded out my own deck a little bit, which probably falls in this category. It's basically like a little bit of resource management in like three different categories, but not like the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like lucid dreams would obviously be the best sort of like deck management mechanic. But yeah. Plus flips is like that, but to like a lesser extent. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I think. Yeah, I think it's that makes sense. Plus flips. Just getting. The, see, I'm I'm more used to rather than plus flips is like just like stat six and seven guys. Yeah. Which I think is good, too. And kind of in the same way, if you're. Especially depending on what you're fighting against, I guess. I mean, some things have low, like, defense. Like, if you're a 7 and they're a 5, like, just having that, having, being up 2 on most of their stuff is pretty good. But the plus flips, yeah, if you can just start off ahead. It's the same concept, I guess. Mm -hmm. So what I pick, right. that's rough. Yeah, all right, so where are we at now? We're talking... Um, resource management. Resource management. All right, so what... What do you think for your resource management category? I don't know. I'm tr trying to think of something that's not too just good, you know. We'll talk. We'll think out loud. What's really good, like something that's a lot of that's like just kind of it's kind of insane though. Is like what is it? Betrayal, discard to cheat within an aura. Can't have that. Yeah. We're talking about a keyword. You can't have that on everything. That's a little insane. Uh, well, let's, well, it doesn't have to be on every model, but it would be like a keyword defining thing. Like maybe yeah. it's on like two models. Yeah, or maybe it's something different. Like I don't know, a smaller range or like attacks. Maybe just attacks against. No, because like, that's too good if something's ranged. 
So yeah, I don't know, something like where you, they, making your opponent discard cards to do something. Or another thing I was thinking of, I like, well, you, I like execute you can just, a lot. So let's just let's just start general. Let's just say that the thing you want to pick is hand attack. Yeah, so attack their hand or their soul stones or something. Or all right, and then we can narrow it down from there. So you know what I even like, um, black blood, where it's like basically to attack me, you have to take a damage. Yeah, I get. Yeah, that's kind and of like a resource that. thing yeah. where you're anything like that like where to do what you want to do there there is a price to it interesting yeah it's good i think that's kind black of all. blood might just be defensive maybe i um, might consider that in the i don't know because it, it's defensive. like punishing you for attacking well yeah but I, I like the the hand discard so let's let's narrow that down right so within there you could have you know ex- maybe execute your answer yeah I think execute. I like execute a lot. It's one of my favorites. Now I know you've said in the past that you hate when you give them an option, though. So you have the option of card discard or die. I guess that's not really an option, though, is it? Card stone or die. Um, uh, the option of card or stone. Not that I don't like that they have the option. It just, I in this case, it just it's obviously makes it worse. I guess. Mm-hmm. Like if you could, if it was just one or the other, it would mm-hmm. be better, I guess. Either way, rather than both. Like if it was just they discard a card. Like some attacks do have that. If they're under certain conditions, they have to discard a card. Doesn't like Jackdaw have that? Well, yeah, Jackdaw's is just, kind of oppressive because it's just it's not part of the trigger or something. Yeah, but there are definitely triggers that it's just you have to discard a card. Or even like the thing on Doppelganger where it's like. They have to discard a card or take three damage. Yeah. Maybe that's like, what is it, mental trauma or something like that it's called? Something like that, where even though they have a choice, it's like it attacks there. I think I think that's fair to say. Um, I want attacks with triggers that make you discard a card. Yeah. I think that's not too OP. I guess they have those two. Or Especially if I'm or, saying plus flips to all my shit. Or slow. Yeah. Or the one that gives slow, whatever that one's called. <laughs> yeah, I think that one's really good too. That one might be too OP because yeah. obviously slow is just like it's, you just lose an AP. It's just it's like OP. <laughs> yeah, so stuff like that. I feel like are things I look for. All right, I think it's a good answer. Hand attack, yeah. make them discard. Attack All some right. sort of resource. So rather, yeah. it's weird. Rather than picking something that would usually, I pick. I like to pick things that make my um that like give me things but that's kind of like i'm picking like something that takes away i guess from my opponent interesting that you say that because everything you've set up to this point has been like an ability that lets you go no to your (laughs) to your opponent like terrifying like no (laughs) like all your defensive tech and stuff and offensive is is like very um Controlly, yeah, even. yeah, cool. All right, so last category is is pretty nebulous. Um, we just said X factor, so I'm I'd be curious to hear what you think about this, and maybe we I don't even know what I think exactly That's a, yet. That's so, for examples of X factors, I was just mainly because we just ran out of categories, and five is sounds better than four. Uh, but I was thinking. 
across the game, sort of keyword specific abilities that um, sort of add character to those specific crews or just something that you really value that doesn't exactly fall in, like black blood would have actually been like a perfect for this category, actually, I think where it's just sort of a, a keyword specific ability, something that sort of permeates the crew and defines it. That wouldn't be too OP. Like obviously uh, fast, like, fa- like fast is too OP. It's like, I want, I want, I want, crews that I get fast. want everything to have an extra AP. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think examples of this could be like, Upgrade masters, if you're like upgrade masters, um, uh, any sort of generation or uh, negation might fall into this category. Like if you if you like a keyword, if you just really like stone generation, that might be something that would fall into this X factor. You know what I just thought? I spent all this time thinking, yeah, I want an ability like corporeal for movement. It's just flight. I don't know why. I couldn't remember that flight was a I just want flight. Yeah, everyone is probably screaming at their yeah. iPhone. It's flight! That <laughs> well, that's a place effect, though, so... I guess, but it's... It's, it's ba- somewhat different. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Because you can charge with flight, right? So, it's walk or yes. charge, so... Yeah, but it, uh, gravity well turns it off, so... You can't fly into a gravity well? Correct, because it's a place effect. Can you walk normal, though? Yes, <laughs> anyway so let me let me let me uh let me just say what i think for the x factor and i'm going to see if you think that's too op or if it falls into the category um so this is also colored by master that i played too much but i think what is an exceptional thing that's in that's that's pretty keyword specific I think i'm gonna pick the same thing now that i'm and doesn't really it. fall into other category well, will you go then no, go ahead. I think I picked the same thing as you, but say what you're going to no say. No way. There's no way. <laughs> okay. So something that I really like that's specific in uh, one master that I've played a bunch is past token generation. Oh, no. Uh, and maybe you can say it even more general. You could just say activation control mechanisms because activation control is so insanely powerful, um, mainly on turns one and five. But those are the defining turns of the game, usually. Yeah. So just that ability to activate after uh, activate completely uncontested is just such an insanely powerful thing, and it might be too powerful to fit into this category. But that's my initial yeah, response. Now I'm eager strong. to hear what you thought I was going to say and what you said. I guess it falls under movement more, but like I like being to like able to like. Like unburying, I think it's oh, really good. We're kind of close because we're yeah. both coming for the same key- keyword. Yeah, like unburying a model, like getting a, be, having a way to get a model, or even like now that I think about, like I guess it's more movement, but like on your heels. Is that what it's called? Just being able to like go into base to base from ranged, or like oh yeah, like stuff uh, like that, like the jackdaw stuff, and yeah, hmm, or unbury. Trying to think of what else. This is a hard top so the, category. The abir- ability to bury yourself and then unbury elsewhere, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of breaks the game. Just the same way that I think past tokens may break the game. And that's why it's a good X factor or maybe a bad one. Yeah. Um, hmm. Trying to think. What's that uh, reservability where that's movement too? 
it's hard to say something that doesn't oh, buy your side. Popular. Yeah. Buy your side isn't. Yeah. That's also movement. That would have been too OP to fit into the, uh, the movement, movement category. Yeah. So let's just break this category up because I think it's a little too nebulous. Let's just say what's one thing that you want your perfect keyword to have that was too OP to fit into the other categories. Yeah. So I guess we can just go as, but for it's, it's a thought exercise. Who cares? We're not doing balance anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's, what's like the most busted single thing that you could throw in your perfect key- keyword to make it OP? Uh, betrayal. <laughs> That that discard to cheat? Yeah. Really? You value that so much? I do. Every so, game I've played with it, I'm just like I don't know, it just feels great. I'm just like you you just can't even do anything. So in your mind, if you had the your perfect keyword would have betrayal on every single model and it would be that would be the most OP shit. Yep, and they'd be flying and they'd be terrifying <laughs> and you'd be completely okay. engaged, turn one okay. and Okay. I'd bury my whole army. I'm burying base contact, and you, <laughs> okay, you and then you discard your whole hand, anyways. So it's overkill. When you say it like that, it sounds pretty easy. Awful. <laughs> easy game. <laughs> yeah. When you add terrifying to it, it does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, those two together. Yeah, I've never played with those two together. I don't know if there, there is a way. Yeah, with um, Lady Ligia. Jack, yeah. So that that is possible. Where's Where's my Jackdaw box? I have one somewhere around here. Um, yeah, man. I think I, I, I think the horizon looks nice for Jack Dahl. We'll just say that, dude. Yeah, I think Jack Dahl is is he's on the he's on the up and up. I'm so, definitely assembling him. Are you really? I have a box. Wow. Okay. I have a. I think I'm. I, gonna, I know. I sent you a picture of that big box of stuff. There's a lot. It's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, you. There was too much stuff. I couldn't pick out. Yeah, individual things. the bottom was all la- layered with the other side. Wow. Well, those those starters and titans or whatever. You got to hook me up with a with the other si- other side faction. I've been wanting yeah, yeah. to paint something. All right. Which one you I want? Paint. You want to? I don't know. I guess you'd have to glue them on the base first to play the game. So it's kind of like I don't know if you want to do up the base. Whichever one you don't want the most, except for the stupid uh, fish. No, I I don't want the um, Brits. No, the uh, African dudes. Oof. I think I, I probably play them. I think they're, they're pretty cool. I just don't like the walker. The walker looks terrible. I just, oh, I, just, I kind of like it. I, all I care like about is painting a big boy. So uh, I don't. I, I mean, don't, I don't care about the troops or anything. Yeah, and whichever. That's the worst big boy. I know. Um, Mike has the 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 empire or whatever. You want yeah. the you want like the cult? He has a lot. He has enough for like a two commander game. I, I mean, I would prefer cult, but I know yeah, cult is like, also what you want. No, I, I like call. I like, I like all of them except the the, the fish people. Well, it it would be between cult and fish people for me. So if you really want to, if you really really like the cult, then just give me fish people. Yeah, you pick because I I like the big fish guy. Oh, I you do? Him. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you the fish guy. The box, <laughs> right. the starter box. Even comes with a fate deck. They really had it all together. Hey, I'm start playing with that one. But uh, what I was saying is, um, I have a tournament coming up. Next oh, yeah. weekend, and I think I'm gonna try and solo Jack Dahl. Oh, that's sick. Just because I haven't he's given awesome. him much attention, I and insane. I think he's on the up and up, so I'm gonna give him some attention. Um, I never said what I, I think. I think for X Factor, even if I'm allowed to pick the most OP thing in the game, I think I still pick Activation Control in some generality. Just I think it's so good. Um, 
I don't know, whatever. Yeah. You'd pick that thing where you can discard a card or pass token to make something else activate of your choice. No, that thing sucks. That sucks. How does that suck? Because you're 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 giving your opponent activation control. You're spending a resource to give your opponent activation control. Why are you giving? No, you 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 tell them what to activate. What are you talking about? The thing on Pandora. Oh, that, I was thinking about Aonis. Okay. On, on Pandora, you tell them you say you're not activating this if it's within a certain range, but you're gonna activate this thing in line of sight anywhere. Oh. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. I mean. You already chose. You're gonna have a bunch of pass tokens, so you know you have infinite. Oh yeah, yeah. If we're building the most broken shit oh, ever, broken, yeah, you win. it would be cool if yeah. I could generate four pass tokens and then tell you exactly like, what to activate. Yeah, yeah. You're, that not, you're, you're not gonna activate this. Okay, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna kill it because you didn't get to activate it. And then, I, although I have definitely built a less cogent keyword than you, because uh, I have hard to kill instead of like, which doesn't really synergize with my busted telling you to activate stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right man i think that was a good sode what do you think yeah i think, think we're good. done yeah all right cool all right we're throwing our we're throwing a little perfect kitty teddy bears in one of those uh white and blue boxes and skipping down the hall yeah. chewing going to auntie ann's going <laughs> to West, stuff wetzel's, wetzel's, <laughs> to go with wetzel's. Yeah. <laughs> all right bye kids I, I was thinking about this on, on my lunch break. Maybe you think it's funny. You know how like uh, it's like a trope in movies and stuff that the like loser moms or whatever get really into what their their daughters into. Yeah, like get really into Katy Perry or something like that. <laughs> I was thinking, or like their sport or whatever. Yeah, they get really into what their kids are into, and it it, it comes off cheap and sort of like uh, fake. I was thinking about getting really into what my. 10 month old is it too <laughs> like unironically wearing like blues clues t-shirt she just really likes to just she kind of just likes to lay there and just make these noises <laughs> yeah so the thing you don't understand is blues <laughs> clues had a real renaissance when magenta came on and uh, so blue and magenta's clues is like a completely different you know phenomenon it really speaks to the human experience or well, something. you know what we're not even going to get into how steve got thrown in jail for like being a child molester or something yeah that's honestly <laughs> honestly that just cheapens the 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 art that blues clues provides yeah <laughs> just wearing a shirt that says duck pooping or something, or something. i don't know <laughs> i like to poop. i start wearing adult onesies <laughs> with the like snap around the crotch <laughs> <laughs> Really, yes. really the butt flaps. <laughs> really the butt flaps. <laughs> Start walking like a baby. Yeah.